Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who can be my wingman anytime when we sign up for Space Force, Mr. Drew Celestino. There's a, there's a whole lot of unpack there. <laughs> I was with you, then I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't know about all that. Space Force, Drew! Yeah, that, that will be a thing. I'm not going to lie to you. If he rolls out like an X-Wing, says this is going to be a thing, we'll be like, I'll fly. I'm pilot. Oh, Yeah. We are back, sir. We are. We are back. We uh, we need a little bit of break, just kind of recharge the batteries and work some stuff out. Uh, one thing in particular we're going to be announcing on the show, if you follow us on Facebook, you already know... But, Drew, this is episode 98. Oh, boy. You know what comes after 98? Uh, 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 99. 99, yes, that's true. And scientifically, if 99 comes after 98, what must come after 99? Um, well, if we're on the 90s X-Force rule, <laughs> New, New Mutants 99 came out, but then after that, it was X-Force number one, so... Are we are we rebranding as X Force? No, 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 we're no, no, no. Is Rob Liefeld joining the show? No, no. Um, I mean, he's got money and clout. We could use him. <laughs> Drew, the Devil's Due will be turning one hundred episodes young, and to commemorate this occasion, we will be doing our first ever live show. What could go wrong? <laughs> um, yes, we're very excited about this. We're going to be doing a live show for our 100th episode. This will take place on Tuesday night, July 10th at Daily Planet Coffee in Buffalo, New York. We have an event on our Facebook page, and we have also I also tweeted it earlier today. I'll make sure to retweet that and reshare that event so it's got all the information on there it's gonna be from 6 30 to 8 o'clock so come on in come see us live and in person as we celebrate 100 episodes going 100 episodes strong and we will have caffeine in us so yes uh, be, be wary of we'll, that we'll be rowdy maybe probably possibly yeah you know but could crash and burn you never know but that will be then. This is now, Drew. We are back. It's mm. been two weeks since we last sat down and recorded. How have you been, sir? How were, how were your weeks? Uh, it's been uh, eventful, but nothing that uh, you guys haven't heard a million things a million times already. Uh, home reno is progressing. Not quite at the torrid clip that it was, but it is progressing. As you can see, the illustrious studio is... Uh, is very is is lost a couple pounds. It has. We are in the process of moving everything out of here so that it can go uh, into the nether realm for Someplace a little while. Else, yes. And then this will become uh, Pliny's room. So uh, that that's just the way it's got to be for now. So I don't have a place to go yet. The studio will be kind of in flux, but yes, uh, yeah, I. This is just the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my college roommate Paco always lamented the fact that you can never come up with a concept of a portable pocket dimension where you could just put clutter. Hmm. Is that like a pocket universe like Marvel did in the nineties, or a pocket dimension where some Green Lantern store their lantern battery 
that's weird, but okay. Yep. Also, um, that's really like the only major eventful thing that happened. Um, rehearsals continue for the long, cold, dark. We have a show on July 27th. I recommend everyone, uh, investigate that further. There's going to be a formal announcement happening on the old Facebook at the end of the week. So, uh, there have been mysterious X's 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 are happening. Um, so that's going well. Uh, recording of the new song is again, not happening at the tour clip I would like, but hopefully we'll have that out before the July 27th show. And, um, that's really about it. And because I don't want to belabor the point too much. Uh, if I sound funny, I apologize, but, uh, I got Invisalign going on now. So I'm trying to take care of a little, little edge to edge bite I got. So I'm relearning how to talk over the last like nine or what, what's it been? Six yeah. days. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's what's up. I yeah. Thought, yeah. Would you say your, your ex is going to give it to us? Oh, ex going to give it to you. Okay. We, we ex, ex going to give it to you. Okay. Just, just make it sure. Yes. <laughs> One thing about this live show is we'll get to find out if we're actually funny. Oh, that that's a resounding no. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> we amuse ourselves. That's about it. Yep. So, in any case, yes. uh, how have your illustrious weeks been? My weeks have been good. I was on vacation last week. Um, Did you go anywhere? No. Staycation. Stay, staycation. All right. Um, I'm a big fan of the staycation. Uh the wife was off work as well, so oh, it was that's, good, that's like, better. <laughs> good family time. It had been a long time since her and I had both had like a significant amount of time off at the same time. Mm. It's always been like a couple days here and there, but it was really great to just have like a whole week of, of family time with William and just going around. Uh, one, one thing we did do is we took William to the Strong Museum of Play in Rochester. That's always a good day. Um, that was a very good day. Unfortunately, we did not uh, get to finish it because we were on kind of a tight time schedule, and we underestimated two things. One, how much new stuff they've added there, and two, how much longer it takes to go through it when you actually have a child with you. Yeah. So, yeah. They got, like, a big new pinball room. They've got a, like, science fiction robot room with a whole bunch of, uh, like, science fiction-themed arcades and and uh, museum pieces in it. One of which, something I never knew existed, was the Star Trek arcade game. Yeah, you brought this up the other night, and I had never heard of it. I've never seen this thing. It must have come out somewhere between Star Trek The Motion Picture and Wrath of Khan. Mm. Because it's very, if you're familiar with the old classic Star Wars arcade game, the Vectrex graphics. Vector graphics, yep. yeah. It's, it's that, but it's weird because you sit, it's a sit-down cabinet, you sit in a chair that's like kind of molded after a Kirk's chair, and on your left-hand side, you have a knob that you turn, and the right-hand side, you have four buttons, phasers, torpedoes, uh, warp, and I think shields? I don't know. And basically, oh, thrust. Thrust is the, the Appropriate for Captain Kirk's chair. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so basically what you do is you just have to clear out the sector of space of Klingon battle cruisers, and it's just a really interesting... Uh, experience something I'd never seen before, never knew existed. And it's cool because when you get hit the first time, like the red alert alarm goes off, and like you hear that, and it's just kind of cool. I would definitely uh, not mind another go around on that one as well. Interesting. Um, also, uh, just to kind of belabor the point of how old I am, they had uh, there were two things there. 
one I'm very familiar with and enjoy and love, and another thing that I'm somewhat familiar with. The uh, I, I assume you're not a big uh, Dave and Ad- or Dave and Adams, Dave and Buster's um, <laughs> goer. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I, well, I, Dave- I miss you know real arcades. Yeah. At Dave and Buster's, they have these things called battle pods. And they have a Star Wars one, which is like, you know, basically you pick your battle and you go fly in, in that battle in some sort of space force. Um, and it's <laughs> it's it's cool. Uh, it's it's kind of like an on-rail shooter. And, and they had a version of that at the Strong Museum play. It wasn't like the full pod immersive experience. But I played that. And then I went over, I played the old classic Star Wars arcade game, mm-hmm. the Wireframe one, when I was like, this is just better. This is the, the, fact, every, the old game? Yes. Yes. I'm wow. like, on every level, this is better. Because like, Who you, knew? you have to, uh, like, when you're shooting a TIE fighter in the battle pod game, it takes like a good clip. You got to like empty the clip to blow up a TIE fighter. Okay. Whereas in the old classic games, just like the movie, one, two shots, boom, gone. I'm just like, uh, this is visually superior on every sense of the word, but the old one is just better. So what you're saying is, in a a way, you're making essentially an argument that I've made for years with video games, and that the pursuit of photorealistic graphics and experiences is ultimately futile if the game isn't any fun. I think it's case dependent, but in this case... Generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah, see, see, see. Yeah. You can make. Fla- I've never disagreed with the fact that you can make the flashiest, most beautiful thing in the world. If the game's not any fun, it, you're missing a case in point. Legend of the Guardian or Legend or La- no, Last Guardian for PS4. Mm. Game is visually stunning. Sure, probably the most infuriating play controls <laughs> I've ever played the game. I put the game down just like quit. I think I gave it to my friend Jim. It's the ultimate. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. Got to yeah. make make a good game first, then put a nice coating of paint on. I agree. You can only polish a turd so much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that was that. We had game night Friday. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of people over for game night. Had two tables going. Two tables. Yep. Um, so yeah, but it was a good vacation. Back to work now, and and here we are. And here we are back again, folks. If you want to tell us about your weeks share some life experience with us exactly tell us anything about yourselves ask us questions send us comments for the shows um find out more information about our live show coming up on july 10th you can do so at the following locations you can find us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils do podcast.com drew that being said we do have some emails to catch up on and before you get there are we soliciting questions for the live show well funny you should mention that because we kind of already have a question on the lot for our 100th episode We're ahead of the curve uh our one of our loyal listeners brian budnick sent in an email last week congratulating us on 100 episodes okay not there yet so no nope, he's we'll, jump, jumping the gun a bit yeah, yeah we'll save that one um, yeah, definitely send us questions in on the show, and who knows, maybe we'll have a little live question and answer sure. in the show. You never know. Come to the show, you might end up on the show. It's likely. There's <laughs> a very good chance. <laughs> okay, so let's go back in the vault. Uh, from 
dear friend of the show, Mr. Nate Lockhart, the the operator of the Memory Machine podcast on the Geekiverse Network. Guys, they check. they interviewed the video game nerd. Yeah, they had a they had the nerd on the show. Uh, so this one's just for you. Oh boy, and it's it's a request, mm. Drew. Carl says you can do the Colossus yell from the X-Men arcade game pretty well. I can. Please demonstrate. If he comes to the live show, I'll demonstrate. Oh, come on. Yeah, see? Come on. No, we got to. No, no, we're sweetening the pot we, here. We got to remember where we came from, sir. And it's, I will. It's these, it's these listeners who send in these emails who keep our show going. I, I and, and, we will, and we will reward them at the 100th episode recording. And if they don't make it. They'll hear it on the podcast. That's unfair. See? No, it's Nate great. I tried, but he is disinclined to acquiesce. He's going to see it in the flesh if he shows up. All right. So is that going to be your answer for all these questions? Yeah. <laughs> Come to the live Come show. Come to the live show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So question. Next from, question. Well, actually, this is no questions. This is a comment from our dear friend in Staten Island, Mr. Manuel Marin. Carl and Drew, in light of last week's, and granted this is an old email, in light of last week's conversation about Carl's cape. Yes. I thought I'd cape. Li- yes. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> cape guy. I'll cape. I'm pilot. Uh-huh. I thought I'd let you know that he once wore it to a homecoming banquet at our college. Of course. Where he had two dates with him. Let me know if he doesn't show you the photo and I'll send it. He actually looked quite awesome as though... It- as though a Sith Lord and 1972 Superfly had a baby. I have no questions. Just wanted to hear you guys talking about people wearing capes. That is all, Manny. I, you know what? I did wear the cape to a uh, homecoming back when in college. I don't remember having two dates. Oh, there's two people very upset with you right now. <laughs> I No, I had dates to each of the... Each? No. Maybe like half of the homecoming banquets I went to in college. I never had two dates at once. Manny begs to differ. Well, I mean, if he can tell me who they are, then that might jog my memory. But yeah. So, Was yeah. there alcohol involved at these events? No. No, I went, dude, I went to a Christian in college. Like that precludes alcohol. <laughs> Come on now. That's, <laughs> that statement's fair. <laughs> um, okay, Manny, thank you very much. Now, on to two individuals who have helped the Devils do get to where we are today. They're always there for us. We, we can rely on them to contribute to the show. Mr. Alan Waiters and Mr. J. Gelsimino. Starting with Mr. J. Gelsimino. Drew and Carl, if you could have dinner with three figures from comics, history, real person, or character, from comics, history, real person, or character, who would they be? Also, who would be the three-person waitstaff? We're getting too deep. <laughs> you also choose from the same grouping of real or character. You can mistreat them to no end if needed with zero repercussions. No tip is required either. <laughs> uh, that's for both of us? Yeah, it's for both of us. Hmm. I'm probably just going uh, staying in the real world for my three. Likewise. Um Frank Miller. You yeah, know, the heart might, says... It might be a rough dinner. The, the heart says <laughs> Stan Lee, but I mean, what what's he going to tell us that we haven't heard already? Go on. Um, 
So Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. This is tough. John Ramita Jr. Jr. Yeah. Okay. Jr. Jr. Um, and probably Jeff Johns. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Stanley, Jack Kirby, Grant Morrison, and me. That's my dinner. Okay. I think we'd have fun. I know you and Grant would have fun. We'd have a lot of fun. And I'd make sure Stan and Jack got along. (laughs) Guys, look what you did. I I like to think that they patched things up at the end. I could be wrong, but who knows? In any case, the waitstaff, let's just make sure they're all speedsters, I guess. The waitstaff for me is going to be uh, Rob Liefeld. Uh, yeah, he, Bob Kane and Alan Moore. They don't need the money, so I, who said I'm giving them any money? <laughs> but you're gonna berate them? Yes, you're gonna berate Alan Moore? Yeah, oh yes. What's he done to you? He's treated fans terribly. He's treated comics fans terribly, but not his own fans. Yes, his own fans. Really? His own fans are comic fans. Not necessarily. But no, he's. He generally treats anyone who appreciates his work terribly, so... I yeah. I wouldn't say that. Actually, probably not Rob Liefeld, because, I mean, dude dude gets enough abuse as it is. Does he, though? I mean, it's a case of stop, <laughs> stop, he's already dead. Oh, no, he's... he's In the, in the great tradition of, of America right now, he's just failing upward like everyone else. <laughs> and it's going great for the country. Look how well we're doing. Yeah. Drew. Yeah. If you could bestow one X gene that lay dormant in your cells upon your soon to be bundle of joy, what oh. power would you want this child to have? Mm. Now keep in mind you have to raise this child and deal with this power. Yeah, I mean it's not until adolescence at least anyway. Yeah. So mm. I mean it could, or it could be like Nightcrawler or something it's evident at birth. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's, let's look at the, at the big ones. We got, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to be able to read my mind because that's, no, that's, no. that's bad. Um, Super- move things with his mind. Mm. No. Healing factor. That'd be cool. Save on medical bills. Save on medical bills. Yeah. I can forego the medical insurance for the kid. Yep. I know he's going to be okay. Yeah. That's um, probably the best way to go. Yeah, probably. Speedster would be cool because he could like I could I could mold him into like a really great musician or something, or he could uh, be a sports star of some kind and make me some money. How do I grift the kid? That's what I want to know. <laughs> How do I make the kid work for me? <laughs> I um I I think yeah I think healing factor is the way to go. Hmm. Right. You don't want the kid to get mad and say I'm running away from home because no. then like bye bye. What if I got it? Kay. It's too good. It's easy. All right, everybody wins, especially me. Uh, he can have the power that Forge had, whereas if he can imagine it, he can build it. Okay. So therefore, my son will be an inventor, and I'll give him all kinds of good ideas, and then I get the money. <laughs> I'll be like his manager. First, you get the baby. <laughs> 
Then the baby gets the power. Then you get uh, more power. <laughs> it's a good uh, idea. Carl, at what point is too many Funkos? I'm at 57. The newest members are Ripley from Aliens and Ken from Street Fighter. I haven't gotten the Saga ones yet, and the New Japan ones are coming soon. Is an intervention in order? Um, I don't think so. Like with anything that's bought in a large collection, as long as you're not purchasing them all at once. I'd say as long as you're not... Because ranging from like between 12... Between ten and fifteen dollars a pop. See what I did there. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If you bought them all at once, that'd be like you know. But if you're accumulating them over time and they're not becoming clutter, you have a place to display them. I say you're good. Yeah, I'd say you're fine until you have to start like you know creating lanes of traffic in your home because you're surrounded by them, like yes. the, like hoarders are. You know, you, you don't want to be like that. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. If I got to tear out a wall. To get you out of the house in the event of an emergency, you have too many. Yeah, if you have to do any kind of home renovation beyond adding a shelf, we've we've we're through the so in other words, glass. Don't here, be people. like Carl and his extension on his home for his X Men collection. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> Listen, every home needs a hanger bag. I'm not saying they don't. My collection is neatly contained. Uh huh. Smallish uh-huh. area. All right, Jay, thank you very much for your questions. Now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Carl and Drew, if you were to reboot the X-Men movie franchise, would your movie have the original X-Men, giant size X-Men from 75, Jim Lee's 92 X-Men, or Grant Morrison's X-Men? Kind of know what your Yeah, the, the new X-Men. Well, no, you really don't, because uh, honestly, if you're going to reboot it, the reason why all of those lineups work is because it's iterative. Yeah. So the, I think if you're going to reboot the franchise, they, they you should do a similar approach where each movie is maybe uh, an evolution. Huh, see what I did there? Yeah. Of, uh, of the team to some degree. Yeah. So you can start out or at least a nod to the legacy in the movies. So like what I wish they would have done in the first X-Men movie is here's the team that is here's the team that is current, right? Yeah. They should have had when they made reference to how the team started and you know all that. That little when Wolverine's getting the big info dump put on yeah, them. Yeah. They should have had the original five, and then you go well, where they you know you don't got to say where they went, yeah. but it's a changing cast around the school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something like that. So I'd say start with the original five in some capacity, or maybe you do the giant size roster as the current roster. And you make reference to the classic roster. And then in the sequel, the 92 kind of comes in. Then in the yeah. third one, you can go nuts. Do whatever you want. You have a full, a full arsenal of characters to choose from. I only ask one thing in these: if you're going to reboot this whole X-Men thing. Costumes. Yep. I want costumes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're corny. <laughs> I want them. I would probably primarily stick with my quote-unquote X-Men, which is the 92 Jim Lee X-Men. Sure. Just kind of go easy from answer. there. That was their. That was like their pop cultural peak. Yeah, I think everyone like, knows that lineup. When you're having a scene where there's like history of the school or institute, whatever being talked about, you have class photos, mm. and that's where you show the older teams. I approve. So cool. 
Carl, is it time for you to retire the wrath? Jen has been more successful in wrathing the past couple board game nights. Um, I don't, I don't believe it will ever be time to uh, retire the wrath. Uh, no doubt Jen has started to build up a resistance to and an immunity to the wrath um, with her supernatural sleepy powers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the wrath will, will always be there. And you, Alan, will always be the primary recipient of the wrath. Man, that's harsh. You just said right now, oh, what I do? Yep, I can hear him. I could, my spider sense is tingling. Yes. Uh, Drew, will you be seeing the Meg with J.J. Smino when it comes out <laughs> August 10th? Um, and Drew, how many days till Octopath Traveler comes out? Oh, oh, um, oh, God, I don't know. This one I don't mind mentioning because I'm excited about that one as well. If Jay wants to go see the Meg, I'll go see. I'll go see the Meg with him. Yeah, I'll go see the Meg. And Octopath Traveler will be released on. I'm looking this up as I type it into my phone. Octopath Traveler, according to the Googles, will be out on July 13th. So we are less than a month away. Cool. And uh, yeah, that should be good. Can't wait. I I just hope it is as good as we want it to be. That's all. Very much excited. The demo was good. Demo was great. So let's I hope the full I, game is as good. I played the demo for maybe 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Because with demos, I play up until I decide I want to buy the game, and then I stop. That's fair. So That's I very have, fair. I have all the information I need. Okay. So, all right. Yay. Thank you, as always, for the emails and the questions and the comments, everyone. That brings, okay. brings a close. We don't get to do any E3 uh, reactions or... Well, none in the emails. We're okay. we're closing the the cross examination. Oh, okay. We're going I figured there might be files. some some yeah, yeah email about it, but that's okay. So we got we got. I we're not gonna fully catch up on two weeks worth of news here. We're just gonna like make some choice picks and whatnot. Uh, might as well start where where Drew just mentioned. Uh, last week was E three, which uh, landed with a resounding, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is some there. To be fair, there is some neat stuff. It in wasn't there. horrible. No, no, that, that's the thing. Well, maybe that's the problem. E three is like pizza. It's never bad. Oh, I don't but, know. But there's, but there's I, you know better E threes than others. Here's what I think happened. Nothing really great was announced. Yeah, but nothing like definitely dumb or stupid happened either. <laughs> and if like. Usually at E3, you get a little bit of both. Yeah. You get awkward press conferences and announcements that, that land like, like, like lead balloons. Like they think there's going to be like, they think their crowd's going to pop or something. Then it's just like, yeah. Yeah. That, none of that really happened. So no one really puked all over themselves this year. So, okay. Just like kind of, so just kind of a mad year. Giving, Not a lot giving to talk reactions about. like the, the big three, uh, press conferences. Mm-hmm. Xbox One's press conference was very paint by numbers. Sure, sure. Uh, there was nothing like you got your, you that got your cyberpunk game looks pretty sweet. Of, eh. Could be cool. Yeah, you, you got a whole bunch of games set in post apocalyptic times with monochrome palettes. And yes, yes, we stuff are stuff like that. We are reliving the uh, early days of the Xbox 360. We where we, we, we was peak mud brown and gray. Yep, we're kind of still there with yep. with a little splash of color now. So you got your your Gears of War and you got your EA Sports games came out all did their thing and yeah, that was all great. I mean, neither one of us have an Xbox One 
The yeah. last Xbox I had was the original, which I did enjoy. Um, 360, man. Great system. What a what a way to flush it all away with the one. <laughs> they really did. Same way Sony did in between the takes two and effort. the three. Oh, my God. It takes effort to screw up that badly. They're like, remember when Sony was dominating the market and then they just threw it all away? Let's do that, but quicker. That's an accurate description of what happened. Yeah. So, Sony. No, speaking of Sony, Sony's press conference to me personally, as the PlayStation being my preferred system, was a train wreck. Train wreck? Train wreck. Wow. Because they came out, they did this big fancy thing about Last of Us 2. Ah. Okay, yes. fine. It was kind of cool. Yeah. But I when guess. you thought, <laughs> like, we had, we, had, we had a banjo solo to begin like for the first five minutes um and then they go and show some bunch of last of us two okay fine never played the first one not really i've heard they're great games i'm sure they are just you know so much time there are so many games so little time um but then what they did was they moved everybody from one location to another so in between them, like physically, the people who were attending this moved them from one location back into like the standard hall because they built like a special pavilion just for this one reveal. Yeah, I know. Your look is exactly I'm confused. how I was feeling. Uh, and in between time where they're moving the audience, we're getting this like commentary, like halftime show for like Sony just talking about stuff. I'm just like, is this really what you're doing? Is this? And then one of the heads of someone coming out and saying, listen, we're not talking about anything new this year. Maybe you should we're have led just, with that. We're just, <laughs> we're just talking about the titles, you know, are coming and we want to get you excited for at this moment. I just kind of checked eyes glazed, eyes glazed yep. over. It was over. The only thing that really piqued any interest for me was of course the Spider-Man game. Yeah. The gameplay looks neat. Which looks fantastic. Gameplay looks great. It does actually. Classic villains in there. Yeah, yeah. Looks and feels right. Who's this Mr. Negative guy? Why do I care? Mr. Negative is a villain that came out in like the past five to six years. Okay. Which is another thing I like about this game is they're using stuff from recent storylines. They're not just like retreading the old Mm -hmm. like tried and true stories. Um, He's actually a pretty cool villain. Okay. Um, Crime Lord, whatnot. Of course. So, yeah, but again, same thing. You and I both bump on. Mm. But, but the, costu- show, the costume that, stinks. That freaking costume. It stinks. It's, it's hot garbage. Horrible. Yeah, it's bad. It's fr- how. But, however, I must say this. The gameplay looks really cool. Gameplay looks great. So it that looks, could be fun. Yeah. Should I'm be sure, fun. Yeah. And I'm sure if, it's going to be great. If you can unlock the classic out, the classic outfit, then yep. all is right with the world. They have confirmed for um, unlockable costumes. These are like pre-order unlockables, but I'm sure you'll be able to unlock them in other ways. The Iron Spider suit from Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Nah. Me. Uh, the Spider Punk from the Spider-Verse comics. Uh, Verse? Uh, never mind. Don't. Never mind. Basically, nothing you would care about right away. Okay. But the fact that they're having these in there. Wait. So is the classic the in there? Haven't seen it yet. Oh my god! It's the obvious move. <laughs> yep. Please don't screw this up. Yep. Okay. Just 
Just give me the the Fantastic just, Four costume with the bag on the head. Sure. Better than the white spider costume. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it is. It is. Um, uh, what else did they... Sh- I mean, they, you know... They, they, that's prime like... Metro they show, or something? A new, a new Metro game or whatever? They showed everything that they announced last year just more of. Okay. And I well. just... I couldn't care less. Hmm. It seems pretty conservative. You know who really puked the bed? Who's that? Square. I heard... They really underwhelmed everybody. <laughs> well, they thought that, like, they thought Kingdom Hearts would cover a multitude of sins, and oh, they were wrong. Every minute, every every nanosecond that goes by that they don't talk about this Final Fantasy VII remake, it just ratchets the tension more. Yeah. It, it just happened. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. It's just... Uh, like, and, and I still don't even want it. I played... <laughs> that's King- the irony of it all. Yeah. I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and they were great. I loved them. I have zero desire to play Kingdom Hearts 3, because just too much time has passed. First off, I don't remember the stories anymore. Second off, everything they're showing is like new Disney stuff. Part of the charm of Kingdom Hearts was that they were going into these like classic Disney worlds, for the most part. There was some new stuff at the time they came out in there, but I just I see all this stuff, Frozen World, and an enchanted world. And I'm sure that's great for people who love those movies. I'm not besmirching them at all, but for me personally, You're not it's, the demographic. Not, it's yeah. Yeah. I'm, I know we're, we're good. old now. We're good. Kingdom hearts. We had a, we had a nice little fling back in the day. We're old. We're, we, we, we're old. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else lost their mind over the, over the frozen stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just, uh, I'm I just didn't. like, dude, let it go. Ah, oh, 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 Okay. Um, well, you know, speaking of, uh, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, no show. Speaking of no shows, surprised but not surprised at all. I'm sorry, man. No mention of Metroid Prime 4 whatsoever from Nintendo. Nintendo's, I guess you could call it a press conference, was the best of the three. It was in that they showed a lot of stuff. Yeah. But nothing, like, mind-bending, unless you love Smash. Yeah, if If you you love love Smash, Smash... you got what you wanted. You got Christmas plus. morning. Like, yeah. but unfortunately, here's the thing. I neither one of I us admire, care about Smash. Right. I admire Smash. Alan, neither one of us care about Smash. We As a Nintendo you, fan. We don't care about Smash yeah, or soccer. As a Nintendo fan, it's weird because I, I really do and a video game fan, period, especially with the rosters later. Yeah. I appreciate all the effort. And, and detail and level of care that yep. goes into Smash because it is a lot, and they mm-hmm. I mean, and they really do a great job of of taking the essence of something and including it in the game in a way that feels like just right. Yeah, and that go and that extends beyond their own roster. So you got Mega Man showing up. Oh well, spoilers. Everyone ever in a Smash game is in this one, which is pretty awesome. So. Solid Snake and Cloud yep. and, 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 mm-hmm. and Bayonetta and Ryu Pac-Man, and Ryu and, and every, everyone ever. And all those characters, even the ones Nintendo doesn't even own, they take great care in making them look the way they should. Yeah. Play probably, I guess, how they should. And like making their all their attacks and their graphics and their special stuff look and feel and their stages yep. look authentic. And that's cool. I just don't like the game. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the game. That That panoramic piece of art... That they had for the game, yeah, it was incredible, 
And now if I had a poster of that, I would hang it up. But I, I don't care about Smash. Sorry, yeah. I don't. It's Again, I don't begrudge anyone who does. It's just not my thing. It's not, not for me either. And so that, uh, that 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 Damon X Machina game looks pretty dope, though. That looks pretty cool. That mech game that they let off yeah. with? Everyone slept on that. That looks sweet. That looks really cool. Big little robots fighting big robots. Mario that Party fun. that can use multiple switches. That's interesting. I don't care about Mario Party, but that's kind of neat. I will probably get this Mario Party. Will just, you? Yeah, just because um, another thing to play Will you bring with, it to game night? Play with the family. No. Because... <laughs> Because, <laughs> A, you're not going to get Mario Party, and B, for no, me, I Game Night is about it, board games. But if it, Physical it, board games. But if I don't need the cartridge, if I can just use my Switch and we can do that thing where they play together? Great, sure. Board games. I mean, Physical. Cardboard. It's not... It, games are games, man. I know. It's all good. I know. What else did they show? Fire Emblem, whatever. Because the best ideas are not made in the board room. They're made in the bathroom. Whoa, what? You get that movie reference? I don't. Good on you. I don't. I'm not even going to say what movie's from. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. I think Jay might be out there going, ooh. It's from Jaws 4, isn't it? No, it's not from Jaws 4. It's not from Jaws 4. (laughs) Okay, three. Sorry. I, I I I I will give you a hint. It's from a Dana Carvey movie. All right, so oh. that wraps up E3. Does it though? No, yeah, it doesn't. What? Ultimately, all for the for as much as all of that underwhelmed. Oh, right, 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 right. It yeah. didn't underwhelm for me. <laughs> it actually peaked early for me. What was? Because Bethesda went on like the second day. Oh, and they might as well just went home with the trophy for best in show. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about like the showdown between New Day and the Elite. We'll talk about that. That was cool too. But no, Doom Eternal oh, was announced. Oh yes, yes, yes. Now we didn't see any gameplay, but we saw some uh, some of the, the the enemies, and it takes place clearly partially on Earth, which yes. has been infested by the demons of hell. Doom Eternal. Doom comes to take. Earth. I'm throwing money at my. I'm throwing money at you, Carl. <laughs> I want Doom Eternal. I want it right now. Okay. I want it. Injected into my veins. I can't give it to you now. Damn it. Why? Sorry. Bend space and time for me. I need it. If given a choice, what would you want first? Doom or Metroid? I'll make you... Okay, I'll counter your bet. Which one will actually come out first? Doom. You're right. Doom. And then the sad part about that? It was announced after Metroid (laughs) Prime 4. (laughs) Thanks, Nintendo. Metroid Prime 4. Earliest. Earliest. Holiday 2019. I was gonna say 2020. So, I'll I'll I have a bold prediction. Okay, and I'm not proud of it. Metroid Prime Four will be the swan song of the Switch. Wow! So we're talking least four years out, three or four years out. Wow! Yep, it's gonna be the one that shut the lights off. What if they came out at the same time? What would you do? I'd lose my. Oh my god! <laughs> Just quit my job. <laughs> Live at home. Playing Doom and Metroid all the time. That'd be all great. Right. And the odd thing, the, the funny thing about that is that the, the Doom, uh, when, with the platforming that they kind of put into it, into the new one, when you get the double jump, yep. it, it feels like playing Metroid Prime. <laughs> Circular, Carl. 
goes up and down and around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As much as we would want to talk about the New Day and the Elite, uh, we're running kind of long on E3, so I think we should move on. What What should be noted, though, is that the Elite, the the Elite, conquered the New Day at Street Fighter yes. at E3. Yes. Kenny Omega, oh, we didn't talk about that. I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, in, in the, in the name of brevity for our weeks, I didn't un, un, unleash my fury of feelings and emotions for Kenny Omega's successful victory over Okada for the NJPW title. I, I we'll save it for next week. <laughs> Maybe 100, but like I will gush to a live audience over how amazing pro wrestling can be can be should be should be anyway okay so let's uh let's jump back in the news a bit uh i think two weeks ago beginning of the week we got another trailer a second trailer for a film that when we talk about films that are coming out uh superhero films and whatnot that we get excited about gets forgotten and that is uh, the animated Spider-Man film coming from Sony. Oh, yeah. Which features uh, Miles Morales. It does. And Peter Parker. And. You're going to make me say the I name. I right. am. <sighs> Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. And. Given that it's. It's it's what's the what's the title of the movie? Into the Spider Verse or something like something that? like that. There's going to be a lot of Spider Man. There's going to be a lot of men of spiders running yes. around. Spider Man twenty ninety nine might show up. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of a cool costume design. It was neat. Um, this movie looks really interesting. It, not not only in like in like story wise, but vi- like visually, the animation very stylistic, very interesting style. And I, I'm thinking this might be really a really enjoyable, fun ride. Do you think it makes all the monies? Um, no, mm. I don't. I don't think it makes Marvel Studios money. No, it's an animated film, so probably yeah, not. But I think it makes a good. It'll make enough to warrant a sequel. Does it make Pixar money? No. Okay. Yeah. Close close okay yeah could be wrong looks all right I I am. yeah it looks like a lot of fun um they got the, it looks like they're throwing everything at it yeah and we do have the the ultimate universe green goblin which i'm not crazy about but it's a universe so it could be any yeah. number of yeah, yeah. Perm- permutations of all of these characters who knows yep so there is precedent for this from the comics right yes yeah it was the Spider-Verse yeah. uh, storyline that happened, I think, like two years ago, two years ago or last year. Yeah, maybe you lost me there. It was a it was a fun one-off thing. Simple man, Carl. Hey, brought Spider-Ham back into the spotlight, so I was, I was good with that. I just like my Spider-Man being just a regular dude. I know. I know. Hey. Got some web shooters. I know. Beats up bad guys, <laughs> lives in Queens. That's all I need. Universe? I, I don't know. Yep. Okay, so we did an episode in our illustrious run talking about uh, toxic fandom. Oh no! Why well, we got to get all serious now? And for for the longest time, I've I've always felt that 
that fandom can ultimately be good, but it's it's the few rotten apples that are spoiling the bunch. Drew, more mm. and more every day, I'm coming over to your side of thinking. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. It's a lo- it's lonely over here. It really, oh, Even when we're together, it's still lonely. <laughs> so it came out. I think it was early last week that uh, Star Wars actress Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. removed herself from Instagram mm-hmm. because of the constant abuse from fans. Air quotes. Air finger quotes. Fans. And like just horrible things being thrown away because people didn't like her character in the movie. And that, by the way, comes after Daisy Ridley did the same yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, Daisy Ridley did the same thing. Um, this uh, Fans are terrible. Yes, I know. Fans I've been terrible. on this rant before. <laughs> the individual fan is, I'm still convinced, if you just sat down and spoke and one-on-one with the individual fan. Not these fans. Not these fans. Individually. But you get them together as a group and no. give them anonymity. That see, mm, yeah. then they become this toxic waste sludge of of human de-evolution. They're going to be out there regardless. You can and you yeah. can't talk to them. But give them, yeah, give them, give them a platform to spew their nonsense, and they're going to do it. And they do because yeah, and gives them some kind of dopamine like, hit that this makes is them like, feel good. And she is like the last person who should get this because she is us. Not only is Rose us in the movie, right. but she is us in real life. She's like a fangirl who got to be in the movie? You saw her at the premiere, and she found someone who was cosplaying as Rose, and she wept. That's, that's she cool. She broke down crying. She never thought that she would get to be part of She's like clearly just a lovable person, and she's the last person who should get this kind of garbage treatment. And it's just... Uh, if there's a bright side to this, there's a light side. There's darks. Mm-hmm. Ah, Star Wars. Yeah. Balance. Powerful light, powerful dark. Mm. Um, the the rallying of fans who are not toxic sludge supporting her, including the captain of the ship, Mr. Mark Hamill, um, was heartwarming to see. And we joined in that rallying support on our Twitter page. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's also the the cream rises to the top. Sure. And so it's good to see the, like, the good people coming out and supporting. And there, there's two sides to it. I'm still reluctant to say all fans are, are garbage, but unfortunately the garbage fans are the ones we hear from the most. You sure do. And... Click in any comment section on anything related to Star Wars, or nowadays, as I'm finding out, Carl, Marvel Comics. I never go to any comment section on anything ever. Even I just no even, point. I even no just perusing to. Twitter. Just, even just if, if, like, say an article comes out saying Marvel announces new whatever. Okay, actually, let me get let me more current, more current. Yeah. So there was that uh, event last weekend. That Marvel screened some footage from Avengers 4, allegedly, yes. and from Captain Marvel, allegedly. Yes. And uh, they said that look for Captain Marvel to be kind of the new face of Marvel going forward after post-Avengers 4. Yeah. Now, that ha- that that phrase I just said, that she's like, you know, the new face of yeah. Avengers... Dude, 
people say they can't handle that because yeah. she's a girl. We can't have that. Yeah. Don't push your agenda on me. I mean, personally, I think it should be Black Panther, but I'm not going to let the market decide. I'm not going to be a face. It'll probably be Black Panther. But all I'm saying is even Black Panther, people would have said the same thing. Yeah, oh, I don't need your 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 agenda driven crap forced on me. Dude, are they saying that while they're trying to take a poop? No, it's just like that's what they sound like. <laughs> that's, that's that's American right there. So yeah, that these people find ways, and they'll and they will make sure you hear their putrid voices. And here we are yeah. having to discuss it because But you know, you know what's nice stop about it, the, people. Stop you know, it. You know what's nice about the the good fans? The good fans are not completely unlike superheroes. They don't get involved until called upon. Yeah, yeah. It's like the We're good too busy fans having fun. The good fans are over here having fun, sipping a coffee, while the bad fans are over there screaming their heads off at each other. Let them scream, man! And I'm, we're just like, you know, keep screaming. When they when I'll they take one step too far, that's when the good fans, you know, pull up their titans, tights, and get in the fight. Or in your case, put the cape on. Yeah, <laughs> mock my cape. My cape is pretty awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. beautiful. All right, so be better to each other, everyone. Yeah, or else. <laughs> I re- I really wish we were going on to uh, a new story that was going to change the mood. Drew, <sighs> yeah, we love comics. Yeah, sometimes I really hate comics. Yeah, like sometimes I really hate comics. I mean, sometimes I, I really hate, hate how much I love comics. Here's the thing: I don't. I never really hate comics. I just hate a lot of the people that happen to like comics. There, there, there are times I'm not even I'm talking. Sorry. I'm not even talking about the fans at this point. Okay. There, there are times unless you're fans of this show, in which case we love you all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're all cool here. Yeah, we're we're good here. This is this is this is the hall of justice for the, yeah, for, the yeah. for the good fans. It's it's them out there. Yeah, they're the bad ones. We're, we're wary of them. If you behave like them, we will kick you out to them. They're, they're, there's a threshold. It's wrong. So what's um, wrong? Why do, you, why do you hate comics? Uh, what happened now? So I know Frank Miller is making terrible work now. I know that. It's, no, it's, stop. Have you seen stop that 300 that. new book now? It's, it's, it's awful. No, I, I haven't because I know better. <laughs> I am still looking forward to when it eventually comes out, his Superman year one. It's been delayed. Good luck. I know, I know. So there is currently a... Uh, Batman series going on called White Knight. Yeah, the Sean, the Sean Phillips one. Yeah. People say it's good. And I'm a huge... I was like all for it mm-hmm. when it was announced because I love Sean Phillips' art. He's amazing. He's and an incredible artist. Like him doing Batman, I was like, sign me up. I was hoping like at some point he would do Batman. Is this Sean Phillips? I thought it was Sean Murphy. He's got like one of those three name deals. Like as I'm saying that, it just sounds wrong. Anyway, I'm, while you're looking, I'm it looking up. it up because I might be wrong and I might be mixing him up with someone else. But so this series is called Batman White Knight. It's an I guess you would qualify it as an Elseworld series. Not if they like, still called it that, yes, yeah, not like normal continuity, but an alternate reality series and whatnot. Sean Murphy, you're right. Sean Murphy, Murphy yes. Phillips, Murphy. It, you know, it's you. I know. I really should have been on the ball with that one. <laughs> anyway, so. Sean Murphy. So this series is out, and I haven't been picking it up because I'm. It's a limited series, so I'm like, I'll wait for the trade. Yeah, space finances, 
being taken in consideration. Um, but it was announced uh, last week that the trade of Batman White Knight will uh, be part of DC's Black Label. Black Label and feature the I've, I've, first. I've already went on my Black Label rant. <laughs> first ever uncensored sex scene between the Joker and Harley Quinn. Because you demanded it. I really didn't. I don't want to see this. And this is part of what's ruining mainstream comics. Here's the problem. I hear you. I hear you. I understand. I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I don't need, I can live my whole life and not need to see that at all. Yeah. Here's the thing. People want to see it. So like I said, you're blaming comics when it's not comics fault. It's, it's, it's these, it, and, and I will say, and I'm going to, I'm going to segment it further because I just will. It is mainly these DC fans. Yes, I'm going there. They, they, there, there is this edge lord streak in in DC fans, and I don't know where it comes from. I, may, you know what? Maybe if I if I really sat back and, and worked through this, I probably could tell you where it comes from. And I think it comes from the same place that DC's been coming from as a company for the last mm, roughly do the math, carry the one thirty years or so since the crisis. Okay, it's the post, it's it's the post crisis Marvel overreaction, like. DC was the gold standard of comics from the 30s on, you know, into the 50s. Yeah. Then the young upstart Marvel came in in the 60s and kicked their butts for 30 years, 20 years, 2025, 20, okay, into the mid 80s. Marvel took over, and since that point, it's a pendulum, so it always goes back and forth. Since that point, they have overcorrected so hard over the years. Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, great works, but works that have inspired people. Who to just pick up on the dark elements of those works and not the thematic elements of those works and just put out edgy stuff for the sake of edgy stuff. And these that's like been their mode of operation for like since then. Think about it. Identity crisis. Identity crisis was good. It was pretty grotesquely bleak though. Good. Let's have a super villain rape a woman in a book. Cause that's what you want to see in your DC comics. Okay. Sure. Which was the crisis where, where, where the, the, the Tiger Lady get her head punched off by Superboy Prime? Um, final? No. no. That wasn't Final Crisis. Final Crisis. Oh, jeez. That was bad. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. It was bad. Grant, depends, Grant depends. was trying too hard to be Grant. There's no such thing. And, no, it was it was uh, uh, one, infinite infinite, infinite crisis, crisis yeah. which which by the way was kicked off by Max Lord of the Justice League shooting uh, uh, Ted Cord in the face. Yo, DC, let's pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit. Comic books, kids buy these sometimes. Not so much anymore, but yeah. you know, Superman, Beacon of Hope. He's your big he's your big flagship guy. What's what's all this about? They, they have. Rebirth has, for their mainstream line of comics, Rebirth has gone back to that. It's fine. All I'm saying is it's been decades of this kind of edgy, look what we do. Look, we're not just tights in, in superhero crap for kids. Look at all this dark crap we do, too. And, like, and that mentality has bred a generation of fans who want to see said Joker and Harley Quinn scene in book. And that's why it's there because there's a contingent of people that will want it. And that I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're, 
you're not wrong, but I don't think I'm gl- I'm playing a little fast and loose, but th- this yeah, is how it happens. You're going to like severe extremes in some cases. Fine, um, but that's what that's how it happens. Yeah. So this is that's how you get ants. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunate that that's got to be put in. Like there are comics out there that show that stuff, and that's fine because they're like indie comics and they're telling their own story, and sometimes it has a place in the story. There's no in this particular story here. There's just there's not a. I don't feel there's a necessity to it. To be fair, fair. Yeah. You haven't read White Knight. You don't really know. I know that it's that's an fair. it's, it's an that's else, fair. It's an Elseworlds tale. It doesn't have to be rooted in any sort of you know adolescent or 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 kid world it could be yeah it, it could be very gritty and dark for all we know so maybe it's thematically appropriate but at the same point same time i see where i i made i just laid out what i think about all that yeah so but in the name of uh edgy and dark in dc did you hear what they're what they're thinking of rebranding the the film company as oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make this stuff I up, can't. folks. It's, it, we try. I, I, I would, if I say it, you can think I'm joking. I'm not. This is actually on the table. Go ahead. DC Dark. <sighs> because DC Grim Dark was too on the nose. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Pump the brakes. We're just dark. We're not Grim Dark. No, no, you're Grim Dark. Warner Brothers. Or now AT&T. AT&T. Listen to me. It's okay for Batman to be dark. That works for a Batman. Sure. You don't need to apply it across the board. DC Dark. Yeah. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, uh, it's time to go back to the dumpster fire, Drew. I don't even know what's happening with it anymore. We got we got two we got two news stories of note. Okay. Um the first one is a little bit of a case of I told you so. Okay. Um Warner Brothers disclosed a couple days ago that there is, in fact, a Zack Snyder They did not disclose that. A storyboard artist who worked on the movie said that he believes it exists. There's a Zack Snyder cut of Justice League out there. An incomplete. It, it makes sense, given how late in the film he left, that I would be very surprised if there wasn't one out there. That being said, I would be very surprised if we didn't see a release of said cut at some point solely for the reason that justice league performed so badly at the box office that they need to get some, they, they got to squeeze every drop of blood from that dry stone that they can. A Zack Snyder cut will sell. Yeah, It's t- not going to sell like, you know, tons of numbers, but it, it, it here's the thing. You're not wrong, they, but if it is incomplete and they do need visual effects added to it, because that is the last thing you usually get to put into yeah. these things, are they going to want to spend the money to put the effects in to then sell it? Oh, I don't know, Drew. Are they going to want to pony up that 20 bucks the second time around for <laughs> visual effects? Yeah, they were so stellar the first time. <laughs> I think the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 had better <laughs> visual effects than Justice League. Yeah, Justice League was pretty bad looking. But yeah, but very unconvincing. But all joking aside, that's a perfect example of something like this happening in the past when they released the Donner cut of Superman two. Thirty some years later, I know, but still. Look, but when I'm in, when I'm in the nursing home, 
and 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 the Zack Snyder cut comes out. Give me a call. We're, we'll watch it. We're in the nursing home, just <laughs> just rocking our chairs, sipping on a juice box, filling up our catheters. That's right. Our wives have gotten smart and left us long ago. And then the, the orderly comes in and says, "Hey, old man, you're watching this Justice League Snyder cut, and you're gonna like it." I'm like, "See, I told you, Drew. Yeah. Here it is." Yeah. So I'll throw my poop at it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that will that was one uh, news story from Dumpster Fire. The second one is uh, this, this. I guess the solo Joker film has a title. A, a, a working, a, well, not a working, or is it a, like a production? A production title, okay. like like Blue Harvest for yeah, Star yeah. Wars and all that. Yeah. It's called Romeo, <laughs> and it's still apparently going to be Yo Queen Phoenix playing him. Allegedly, ten years ago, I was that sure. And Bobby De Niro's involved. Allegedly, aren't you thinking of like Martin Scorsese? I don't know what's going on. No, Robert De Niro was apparently involved in one of these movies. Probably because Scorsese's involved. I'm okay. But here's the thing, though. I heard that this is happening, but no one wants to like. It's it, like. Everyone's saying that it's yeah. happening, but nothing is confirmed that it's actually happening. Yeah. So much like DC's leadership over there, no one knows what's going on. Leadership. You want to talk about that? I mean, they they they, they, they really quickly. Yeah, they they uh they they kind of shuffled the deck over there. Yep. Diane Nelson's out. Jeff Johns is in, but he's out. In ish. Yeah. Jim Lee and Jeff Johns are in. K- kind of. Yeah. It's weird. It's I don't know. no one knows what's going on. Yeah. It's oh God. AT&T, just sell DC. <laughs> just sell DC. I'm fully convinced. I'm fully convinced. You can't tell me that a comic book company run by Jeff Johns and Jim Lee wouldn't be successful if they didn't have to deal with, you know, decrees from on high. Comic book, sure. Yeah. And even like to an extent a film company. I'm not because, so sure. Because DC has shown that when they have creative control, for the most part, they produce good stuff. Look at all their television stuff. Look at their animated division. Sure. It's all high quality stuff. Just, it'll never happen because Batman is a license to print money, but. Just, they need a Kevin Feige. I don't know who that guy is. something. They need, they need a guy at the. Look, it's it's not rocket science. You need a guy at the <laughs> they top. They tweeted out their strategy is to make better movies, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please read that? Read that tweet to me, please. Please read that tweet to me. I, it I was don't the greatest. Know it is. It's, oh, it's the greatest headline I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> Hold on, I'm doing it right. I'm pulling it up. Make better movies. It's too good. Gee, you think? It's too good. Oh, where oh. is it? Where is it? I sent it to you guys, and I couldn't believe it. Yep, here we go. Warner Brothers DC strategy is to make better movies. My comment to you guys in GIF form. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> make better. That's your that's your plan? You know what? I Why spent, don't you start with that plan to begin with? You wouldn't sp- be in this mess. I spent the first couple rounds blocking his punches with my face. I think I'm going to use my hands at this point. It's like, what are we? Oh, jeez. <laughs> What was your plan to begin with? <laughs> it's just, it's it's not good. It's not good. All but right. you know what? It can only get better. 
Actually, no, I take that back. It can I, no, get worse. No, I take it back. It can definitely get worse. Well, I mean, okay, so we're starting to see pictures from the next Wonder Woman film. Whatever. Which it looks like Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be fine. I'm I'm fingers crossed for Shazam. Just do what you did in the first one and then make the last act better than the first ones. Yeah. Done. Yep. What's what's uh, what's what, what Linda Carter what, can, better? Can I can I can I just ask you? What's up? What do you think about this Aquaman business? Um, I'm waiting to see a trailer. Okay. Because it's it has the potential to be good because, like we said, Aquaman was not the thing we hated most no. in Justice League when we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, well, how little did we know that the Flash was going to yeah. run away with the prize? It all depends on the trailer because we got some some pictures. Our team weekly released some pictures. The pictures look good. Black Mance's helmet is off the page. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um it why does Aquaman need wallet chains underwater? <laughs> Cuz like when you're swimming that fast, uh-huh. your wallet can fly uh-huh. out from your pants. If you uh-huh. don't have a chain to hold on to the wallet, uh-huh. I'm just giving you a logical explanation uh-huh. here. You lose your wallet. Then you got to call to replace your credit cards, and then when you get the new credit card, you have to go to every little thing that that credit card is attached to. And reprogram that little security number on the back of the card, or else it says can't do the purchase. It's a pain in the butt, Drew. It's a pain in the butt that the King of Atlantis is not immune to. Yeah. I don't know about all this. (laughs) (laughs) I felt my explanation was solid, based on science. Wallet chains. Hot claws. You put more thought into it. Stop it. Oh, God. Do you want to talk about hot claws? Let's talk about the hot claws. Real quick. We're going so long here. (laughs) Hot claws. This was a thing. Been off for two weeks. We got to catch up. We just kept going on. Hot claws. Go on. So, all right. So, Marvel killed Wolverine. Put me in the meeting. We're in the meeting. Take me into the meeting. Marvel killed Wolverine. And to Marvel's credit, they kept him off the table for a long time. They did. They like did. five years. Okay. So, inevitably, as with all deaths in comics, Marvel decides to undo it. Okay. So, we're in the, we're in the room. We're in the we're writer's in the room. room. I'm, I'm your editor. No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the writer. You're the editor. And I right. say to you, sir, I got a story here. We're going to bring back Wolverine. What do you think? Oh, it sounds great. We're going to make a lot of money on that. Yeah. So I have a really great story planned. Um, you know, I have a great way to bring him back. It's going to make a lot of sense. Not gonna, it's not going to, uh, uh, you know, be too too outside of the realm of what is possible in this universe. And uh, yeah, he's coming back, and he's going to be better than ever. And his healing factor is back up to one hundred percent, and he's the Wolverine we all know and love. And he's back. Okay, yeah, that's great. Kids are kids, and fans are going to love it. We're going to be able to, you know, not sell the toys again and not put them in video games again. Yeah, he, so... Um, we'll put him in every single comic. Well, yeah, of course. Every single comic. Of course we will. Okay, good. So... Worked in the 90s, it'll work now. Healing Factor's back. Yep. And he's got his adamantium, and it's not like not like in the 90s when he lost it. No, no, no. Yeah. He's, he's, ba- he's back, baby. Good old-fashioned Wolverine. Good old-fashioned best Wolverine. what he does. He's the best. And, oh, and uh, he, his claws are hot now. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear Hot you. Um, I was too busy uh, sniffing glue, so I will just say yes to whatever you said. Just go on and, and do it. Hot claws. Hot claws. Hot claws. So he's got claws. He's got claws. And when he pops the claws, he can make them hot. He can make them hot. Hot. Like hot, hot claws. Okay. You're not speaking metaphorically. Hot claws. Hot claws. He can roast a marshmallow from the inside. Oh. Huh. Because when you have razor sharp claws that can cut through anything. Where? 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 It would be better if they were hot claws. Where's my crystal meth? I know I left her on there somewhere. So yeah, Carl, hot claws are happening. <sighs> hot claws. <laughs> you know, Wolverine's got hot hot claws. Get your hot claws, yeah. Hot claws. You know what these are? Remember when these? Are, this is the Spider-Man stinger from when they when 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 that happened about Don't fifteen years ago when he got when he Don't when he, when he came out of a cocoon and and they they had the all they had to do was come up with some explanation for an organic web shooter. That's all they had to do. They didn't even need to do that. They didn't even they didn't have to, to do, do that, but they decided. But they decided to. Okay, that's a simple enough fact. Okay, so he's going to get eaten by this thing, and then he's going to birth himself out of a cocoon, and he's got organic web shooters, and he can shoot a spike out of his arm in really weird, inopportune times, and we did it once, and we never talked about it again. That's Hot Claws. I wonder why I hate comics sometimes. (laughs) Hot Claws. Hot Claws. Hot Claws. Hashtag Hot Claws. Folks. Hot Claws. When you... (laughs) You share you share this new episode announcement. Be sure to hashtag it with hot claws. Oh, oh it's great. Boy. Fantastic. All right. It's wonderful. Um it's gonna, imagine what that smells like every time he pops him out. Ugh. It's cooking flesh. Oh. Hot claws. <laughs> Whoever I know I, I know serious. We gotta get t shirts, mate. In all honesty, whoever thought of that, I hope they got fired. Just <laughs> put that out there. Whoever thought of it, whoever approved it, and any artist or writer that out. has worked on Just it since out. then. If I'm in that meeting, for real, if I'm in that meeting, and I'm at the head of the table, and that comes across my desk, I tell you to get out of the office. <laughs> you get out That's, of here. You go home right now. The guy who pitches that idea is why you keep at 209 in your office. <laughs> Oh, boy. Right there. That is why. Okay. Uh, Really last, really quick. um, Last news for the week just came out before we uh, started the show. Uh, It looks like Invincible, the Robert Kirkman comic that you are a very large fan of. Love it. Has been greenlit for an animated series on Amazon. An adult animated series. Not adult like porn, but well, uh, it's yeah, not going to well, be for the kids. The fact that they have to Think clarify. Spawn from HBO. See, that's... It's weird. Here's why it's weird. Number one, because I thought they were making a movie out of it, but uh, uh, the Seth Rogen production company, I thought they were doing a movie. So I guess we're not doing that now? I, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, cool. Animation seems like the obvious place you could go given the uh, look of the book and the feel of the book. Um, I get a little, like you just 
we just talked about with with the Joker Harley Quinn stuff in the comics. I rub up a little hard against this whole like, oh, it's got to be an adult cartoon. Like, well, well, what, what does that mean? Adult. It was not for younger readers. Well, there were a couple of rape scenes in the book. If I remember, there was one. There's only one, and it happened to the titular character actually, and it was really weird. And that was the one moment in the 144 issues of that book where I kind of was like, yeah. that was it. The rest of the book is is dynamite. Now, here's the thing about Invincible. I don't know that it is an an adult comic because there's not like a lot of profanity. There's no to my recollection, no nudity, but there are definitely scenes of really over-the-top violence in big battle moments of the, of the, like, it ratchets up and up and up and up, and then there are big climactic battles that yeah. happen, and they can get a little gory and over-the-top, but I would, but the thing is, I wouldn't necessarily call it an adult comic, it's really just a well-written comic that doesn't insult your intelligence I, I like i don't know i i guess if that makes it adult fine but i feel like uh it was the kind of comic series that if uh, like a, if a 12 to 14 year old kid got in on issue one by the time it ended he was in his 20s and he would be okay with that with the with the content that he saw in the course of that book like it's a book you could almost grow up with in a, in a weird way yeah because the book itself grows up in a big bad way over the course of 144 issues. It's not a situation like Spider-Man or Cap where it's like the character is limited to perpetual adolescence or perpetual teenhood or whatever yeah. for 15, 20 years. It, the character aged almost in real time. Like time progressed in Invincible and the book in tone kind of progressed too. So if that makes it adult, well, fine. But y- yay? On Amazon, okay, cool. Robert Kirkman's cashing them checks, seeing as uh, Walking Dead's about to end. Allegedly. All right. Well, the guy's leaving. The, Rick, Rick is leaving The Walking Dead. I n- Kill the show. It's over. Don't watch Walking Dead. Don't I gave up a Walking long Dead. time ago. <laughs> but so, what's Norman Reedus going to do? Oh, never mind. He's got, Hot Claws! He's got Kojima money now. Never mind. Hot Claws! Did you watch that Death Stranding trailer? Um, I think I did. Just, just get out of here. Just get out with the death stranding nonsense. I'm sure, it'll be interesting. That's a word for it. Um, okay. Pretentious. So, anyways, I'm sorry. What? That brings us to the end of the news. Thanks for kind of hanging with us throughout that. <laughs> There's a lot to catch up on. There's man. a lot to catch up on. You know, when we have a layoff or something, we come back. The uh, the shows are always always a little more beefier. Um, so that being said, Drew is time to rustle the papers. All right. Jessica Jones. Coming back finally to Jessica Jones. By the way, Luke Cage starts this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, I know. So... You know, I, we're, clearly we're going to finish the series because I feel this is a character we've shortchanged on our show. Agreed. Um, that being said, going through this series a second time, I still enjoy it, and it's good. I'm not so sure if it's good for our show format. It's a little slow. Well, no, it's not. It, again, we've discussed this in the past. It's not slow. It's It's paced as a detective story. Well, that pace is not lending itself to a lot of analysis. 
that that's true because my notes are not very detailed at all. It's basically just like a the minutes. I got, I have, of what I have minutes in the episode. Yeah, agreed. All right, so this is episode three entitled "Soul Survivor." I will say this: <clears throat> you know how DC has that new event coming up called uh, uh, "Superheroes in Crisis." Yeah, which Tom King writing? He's a good writer. I'm interested in it. But as a as a concept, superheroes in crisis. Um, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. That's basically Jessica Jones, <laughs> season two. Well, one and two, but definitely two. That's oh, pretty much character for. But it's everyone in this whole show. Yeah, there's a whole lot of people who probably shouldn't hang out together. Lots of broken people here. Yeah, and they're all together. Yep. <laughs> broken attracts broken. And how? Yep. So. We start off with the episode on on a beach, and we're, we're Drew. We're chucking bodies. What did I tell you before about about these scenes of two people on the water in, Mar- in these Marvel shows? Nothing good happens there. Yeah, ever. Now we're just disposing it's, bodies in the water. It, yeah, they're not just discussing nefarious plans. Now they're burying bodies. Yep. Nuke has been buried at sea. She got some good distance on him too. <laughs> I mean, I wonder she, if she thought to like skip him. Just to see how many skips she could have got out of him. Wow. So, yeah, he's gone. Bye, Nuke. Yeah. We hardly knew you. You never got the flag in your face. I'm sorry. Yep. And then they're cleaning out the car. And what do we find, Drew? Guns, guns, guns. guns. And Trish, by the way, uh, loves guns. Yes. And here's the funny part. I wrote Trish loves guns at the, when this episode started and she yeah. had the duffel bag. She literally says later, I love guns. Yeah. When, when what's his name? Griffin yes. sees her with a gun and she says, I like, she, she either says I like guns or I love guns. Either way. She's, I, was I like, think she's saying it like kind of sarcastically. But no, no. She likes guns. <laughs> she's one of those. I'm not going to lump all gun owners <laughs> in there. But. Uh, so, but not only, and key thing to point out, not only is the 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 weapons in the bag of note, but also she throws the inhaler. Oh, in that's there. what that was. Yeah, the little black. Gee, thing I that wonder looks like an if, AC adapter yeah. from a nineteen eighties video game system. I wonder if that's going to come back into play at some point in the series. It's no not. spoilers. <laughs> um. So yeah, then. Just tries hypnosis. She tries to get psychoanalyzed. A question about this. Yeah. In my limited understanding of the medical profession. Okay. Is it normal, customary, or acceptable for a third person to be in that session? Um, I'm going to say no, but circumstances being what they are. Yeah. I don't know. That doctor should have his license revoked. <laughs> Trish, you have to leave. There's, Sorry. there's some HIPAA violations going on. Yes. There. Trish, I love you, but you have to move. You, have, you, you can't be here. So there's, like, where do you want to go in this episode? There's some some I interesting mean, stuff that starts to happen here. Well, here's a cool, ob- here's an observation. And it's more in the real world than, uh, like, the fantasy story that's happening. Yeah. Just as a, as a quick little, like, it's it's probably like a throwaway in a way, but it 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 it, it could be a th- it could be a theme of its own in a, like a, you could you could make a show about it if you wanted to. Yeah. Jess comes back to her apartment, and she's getting evicted. Yeah. She confronts the jerko uh, Oscar Oscar the superintendent or not the 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 the, the super yeah he's the yeah. super. 
and like the, it it clicked on me like and he kind of says to her like you know you bring cops around and you bring you know weird people in and you got these powers and yada yada and then she she says to him like oh you were checking me out until you realize i how strong you know what i was or whatever right yeah. and it's like superhero discrimination as a concept not like the x-men which is like yeah, yeah. you know but like just it's an interesting angle that no one ever considers like these people might like in like in the Marvel or DC universe. If you're like, oh, I live next door to Batman or whatever, like, yeah. oh, Captain America is my neighbor, and you wouldn't be excited about that. No, you'd, be, like, you'd probably be terrified. What, what crap is this going to call down on me? You wouldn't want this guy next next living next door to you. I, think, I thought that was an interesting little yeah. angle. Oscar's uh, motivations become a little more clear in this episode. Yeah, and my first time around and kind of knowing where the character goes, it caused me to like the character more. I can, now or, I can, or before the first time okay i can sympathize with the guy wanting to protect his son sure 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 so because i mean he's make well spoiler he's making fake ids for people yeah touche whatever yep you do you but to be fair you, you know just isn't exactly on the up and up either she ain't gonna rat you out just because like no. she, she's good people well is she though she's <laughs> all right she she means well when she's sober maybe <laughs> when it works to her advantage sure um let's see uh we get we get a little callback to uh to Daredevil in this episode foggy we get a little foggy cameo with, with, with his with his cleaned up haircut clean cut foggy yeah I don't know about all that uh, yeah I don't but uh, uh the, he his appearance kind of coincides with Hogarth's story which her story for the season is kind of really starting to take form in this episode. Yeah, really. Um, Hogarth has ALS, mm-hmm. which I thought was a, from a storytelling perspective, I thought was an interesting choice because like, obviously they're thinking, oh, it's breast cancer or something like that. Yeah. Um, I thought ALS was a, just like an interesting choice to just do something different that will cause the listener to pay attention. Do you think that they changed? Do you think they made it that and not say cancer because they gave Sigourney Weaver cancer in Defenders? Uh, yeah, it's a possibility. Okay. Do they have a little jar of like paper and it says debilitating diseases <laughs> and they pick it out? Oh, okay. Threatening illness. What are we going with this time? Um. So yeah, but Hogarth's partners want to force her out. She wants to stay. Yes. And she is going to fight very hard to yes. stay. Even to the point of enlisting Jessica to dig up dirt on the partners. And can I point out that uh, it was in the doorway encounter between Jessica and uh, and Hogarth that I just, I just, nothing, nothing, you know, it's going to blow your mind, but I just remarked, huh, Carrie Ann Moss is a very good actress. Yeah. She has a certain authenticity that shines through yeah i mean that was evident in the matrix films and yeah i again not not yeah. like a mind-blowing observation i know it's probably like the, the most lukewarm of takes but yeah, yeah. she's a she's she a makes actress. you she makes you some she's such a good actress actress that she gets you to sympathize with a terrible person yes yeah. yes so just looking at my notes here there's a lot of conveniences in this episode in regards to... Well, we've got the convenient coroner. Well, we have a bribable coroner. Yeah, but 
you know, he he just happens to leave his username and password on a post-it note on his computer that Jessica can conveniently steal. Didn't she say, like, convenient at the time? She might have. And then we have convenient keys that Oscar left on his uh, tool toolbox when Jessica flushes her to- all, her, all of her tampons in the toilet. I, I, can, I can see where you would say is convenient, but being the son of a landlord, it's totally... You wouldn't it's, keep the keys on your person at all times? If you're with the keys for the facility, you're not going to stick them in your pocket. But they were like his apartment, they were like his apartment keys, like his keys. It's not, I mean, it, it's not something I bumped it's up just, against. It's just convenient. That's all. It's a little <laughs> convenient. Uh, let's see what else. The whole uh, Hansen investigation, find, trying to find Dr. Hansen. Yes. And the mbop that followed. Yes. Um, this would look going through this a second time, <laughs> seeing the scene uh, with Jessica Ann Hansen was very interesting to watch second time around knowing what happens. Okay. Well, it was really interesting the first time around because as soon as I saw her, I went, Jackie, um, she looks like Jackie from Roseanne. I thought it was Lori Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm calling her Aunt Jackie for the rest of the season now. (laughs) That's just what's happening. It's not her, but it looks like her. (laughs) Whoever this actress is. Call her not Jackie. Call her not Jackie. She looks like Jackie. So she sat down at the bar. I'm like, oh my God, is that Lori Metcalf? Then I looked up at IMDb. No. (laughs) I don't care. I'm running with it. It's it's Jackie for all I know. She's got powers. She does. Not only does she have powers. Man, Fisher better run. She's... That's stronger. a deep cut for all you Roseanne people. <laughs> do, do we really want to play the Roseanne crowd nowadays? The old Roseanne. Yeah, OG. We don't talk yeah. about the new Roseanne. Nah, nah, we don't talk about it. The show wasn't horrible. No, but she is. She is. She's so clearly we're just going to let that lie. Yep. Um, but Jackie's great. <laughs> Jackie is great. I will hear nothing against Lori Metcalf. Academy Award nominated. Really? Yeah. Oh. This past year. Even better. She should have been in this. She lost to CJ Craig. Who? Allison Janey. Who? You wouldn't know anything. Nope. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but yeah, she shows up and tosses Jess around like a ragdoll. So clearly, not only does she have powers, she is clearly stronger than Jess. And that's got to be a new kind of that's a new experience for jess because she's usually on besides, the side of besides luke she's never really encountered someone who's stronger than her yeah and with luke there's obviously a safety there because they're on the same side so she now has a physically worthy opponent and we don't know where they come from or why yeah we shall see jess did a lot of digging into her past in this episode uh, which we can definitely see has an effect. Like she's going, she's going deeper down a rabbit hole that she did not ever want to go down to, but circumstances have kind of forced her to do that. And that takes her to interesting places. But yeah, as this episode as a whole, as a standalone episode, it's not like really, it doesn't stand out or anything. It serves a purpose. It's, it's part of a greater sum. Uh, also, uh, Trisha's boy toy uh, guy is he is he pulling a heel turn? He put the he put the USB drive into her computer. Well, he's being a reporter. Mm. 
Well, he's 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 up to no good, I think. There's also probably an aspect of wanting to protect Trish if he knows what she's working on. Maybe, but he's being sneaky. I don't like being sneaky. <laughs> no sneakiness. You watch yourself. So any uh any closing thoughts on the episode? Um No, the ending surprised me actually. I didn't I didn't expect Aunt Jackie to have powers. <laughs> but she does. You know what Aunt Jackie needs? What's that? Hot claws. Hot claws. <laughs> Hot claws. Hot claws. All right. That's it. Folks, that brings us to a close of another episode of Devil's Due. We thank you so much for joining us again. As we mentioned earlier in the show, July 10th. It's July 10th, right? Yeah. I don't know if you booked it, man. <laughs> I just work oh, here. God, I'm so, so old. And Yeah, July 10th. Tuesday night, July 10th at Daily Planet Coffee in Buffalo, New York. We will be doing a live 100th episode spectacular. Please come out and see us. Uh, We will have free comic books there for anyone who wants them, but also for the kids. Again, it will be a family-friendly show, so if you have kids, feel free to bring them. Um, It's a really great place. I actually went there with Julie earlier in the week. It's good, like classic coffee shop. It's got a slight comic book theme to it. and they're really cool there. They've got great coffee and, and treats and whatnot. So please, by all means, come out and see us. Please share the event. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles, and Aunt Jackies. Um, <laughs> we want to get as many people there as we can. Just don't tell Roseanne, please. No. Yeah, don't don't tell Roseanne. All right. Uh, if you want to send us any questions, if you want to find out more information about our show or the live event coming up, you can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at devil's do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com drew anything left to say. Hot claws. Hot claws. So hot. Hot claws. You can, you can just, you know, coffee's cold. Just pop a claw in there. Eat it up. Hot claws. He, he doesn't even need a rotisserie. Just put the raw chicken on his claws. Yep. Hot claws. Hot claws. Hot claws. Hot claws. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a hot clause, which allows no hot clause. <sighs> All right, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Court is a jerk. Hot clause. Hot clause.